Aloha and welcome to Amen Podcast, where we preach the good news of Jesus Christ and how it applies to everyday life. I'm Lokelani, your host, and today we have a special episode for you. We are answering questions from a Q&A post we did over on Instagram. And so, I mean, yeah, that's what we're doing. So let's just get right into it. I'll pray us in and then we'll start with our first question. Father, thank you so much um, for technology and that we can connect through it. And we just ask that this time glorifies you and that we learn more about you and who you are and what you desire for us and desire for our lives. Um, Just give us grace as we speak and um, be with the person listening on the other side. And um, we just ask that as we answer a few questions, um, it would help many and um, that you would just be continuing to ask the questions in our heart every day. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Beautiful question. What is the first uh, beautiful, beautiful (laughs) prayer? Beautiful prayer. I like what you said about allowing us to ask the right questions in our heart. Um, Okay. What's the first question? The first question is how did we meet? We had a few of these. So that's a great one. So do you want to answer? Um, sure. We met at a, it was a church plant at the time, and there was a college ministry on Friday nights. So that's where we met, and we were friends first, and then we were engaged like four months later. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Our yeah. time of knowing each other till the day we got married was eight months total, but four months engagement. Um, someone's car alarm's going off. Oh no, it's a truck right in front of us. Okay, it's good. We're good. <laughs> but yeah, I just saw her carrying a plate of food at our college group and she was just never sitting down the whole time, just serving everyone, making sure everyone was okay and good. And she seemed like so cool and so beautiful. I was like, this is like this kind of person that needs to be being served, not serving the food. So it was just kind of like an anomaly and she stuck out to me. And so I just told her, uh, I lived on the other side of town. So every time we got together with our college group and we were going to go to like in and out afterwards, I would just say, I don't have gas money. So can I ride with you? And so it was through those car rides um, that we just got to know each other. We prayed every night together on the phone. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we met at church. I think that's a great place to meet someone. Next question. How do we do all things to the glory of God, especially mundane tasks like work and times of idleness? Hmm. Okay, so there's a chicken right outside our van right now, hoping he doesn't scream very loudly, or I'm hoping he doesn't jump inside of our van. Um, by scream, I mean the cock-a-doodle-doo <laughs> thing. Um, so what is a chicken doing? A chicken is just being a chicken. The tree outside of our van right now van the the van is being a van but the tree is being a tree these are things that god made and that he made it with intention and they're living out their glory to god simply mm. by just being who god has made them to be so as we we look into the life of jesus jesus is the most human person to ever live because he was 100% god and 100% human. So what that means is to be human, it means to live your life the way that God has intended your life to be. I'm sorry. I got to get rid of this chicken or else 
What should we do to get rid of him? I feel like he's going to run into the... I don't think he's going to run into Okay, he's just yeah. like... Maybe, just let him maybe he's just listening to us. He's like <laughs> sitting right here by... Uh, like a couple feet from the camera. It's weird. Anyway, Mr. Chicken. So... Oh, yeah, now he's inching closer. I know, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Maybe I was wrong. Get out of here. He's very bold. <laughs> Trust your husband's leadership. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I said, trust your husband's leadership. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so just looking into the life of Jesus, looking at the resurrection, looking at the cross, what you're able to see is this person who is 100% human, 100% God, living exactly day in, day in, day out, exactly how God intended him to live. When you see that, it transforms something inside of you. It breaks something inside of you so that you're able to live as the true version of you. So that's whether you're eating or sleeping in all things mm -hmm. that you do, you'll be able to give glory to God in those moments. Mm -hmm. Eating a cheeseburger, thinking, God, thank you so much for my taste buds. Not just slamming it down and playing a video game afterwards, but chewing it, tasting it, thinking about how this is so good. Thank you, God, for this. That's eating to the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Sleeping, not by you know drinking a bunch of caffeine before bed or filling your mind with all kinds of inappropriate things and then falling asleep and dreaming about those things. Um, not uh, going to bed late, waking up late, sleeping in past the sunrise, that kind of slothfulness, that's not sleeping to the glory of God. Mm -hmm. it's, it's saying, okay, bedtime, transitioning out of dinner into rest, that's a slow, beautiful process. How can I do that better? so that I sleep better, so that I rise in the morning with energy ready to be used by God in that day. That's sleeping to the glory of God. Um, but it all comes from just looking at the life of Jesus, yeah. looking at your Savior. He's the answer. Yeah, I think I completely agree. And when we look at the cross, we see how undeserving we are of life because of our sin. And so now that we are in Christ, um, we everything is a gift it's like a joy it's a what's the word i'm thinking of like it's a privilege yeah privilege yes thank you <laughs> that's exactly what i was saying that we get to live this life and when we look at jesus as alex was saying he lived a life of servanthood he lived a life serving others serving others to the point of death on a cross a brutal death not just like youth, uh, what's it called? Euthanasia or whatever, yeah. where they, sh you don't feel anything. Um, and so when we look at our savior and how he lived his life and how he lived to serve others, we can find so much joy in anything we find our hands doing for God. Um, I think about this, like I was a server at a restaurant, um, before I was truly saved and, like busy nights or just not so nice customers would just, it would really bother me and I'd get so upset and I'd just like, I would not like treat them badly, but I wouldn't treat them as great as I could. And then, you know, my own heart, what I, the thoughts I had in my head and my heart um, was just not good. And I still was working that job when I truly was saved and it completely changed. I was like, it was a joy to serve people. It was a joy to like show kindness, even when the customer was rude to me, um, because I knew that I was doing what I was, a, 
that person's example of Christ. You know, now I have the privilege and the honor to show people who Jesus is. And I am so thankful that he saved me because that was very real for me. Um, I could joyfully serve others, even if I wasn't treated well. And I think, you know, it, it was kind of easy and at that point in my life, because his salvation was so real, the joy of his salvation was so real to me because it was so current, you know, mm -hmm. um, I could see the transformation. But as we, you know, journey along in our life of faith, we have to remind ourselves, you know, why we do what we do and what we're saved from. Yeah, to give glory is to add weight. So giving glory to God is adding weight to who Jesus is. Jesus is the creator of all things. He created the person that you're serving at the restaurant. He created the food that you're serving to the person at the restaurant. So adding weight to him means, God, Jesus, why did you make rice? It's so good. You know, or, you know, Jesus, this person is created by you. And so I'm going to add weight to your name by treating that person like you treat me. So simply, you know, I'm going to enjoy my sleep because you created sleep and on the seventh day you rested. So it's adding weight to his name, to his character, to who he is as creator of all things. I love that question. Okay. Next one. Our next question is what age did y'all have your first child? We're mixing in like get to know us questions and biblical questions. So, um, or not, not that they're, these aren't biblical questions, but <laughs> questions about faith or the Bible. Um, but yeah, what age did we have our first child? That's a quiz for you. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a, a thumbnail real quick because we look cute right here. Okay. <laughs> um, 22, right? No. 23. Yes. I was always, I'm always off about that. I liked, I liked that song uh, 22 by Taylor Swift when it came out because oh. Lokelani and I were actually 22 when it came out. We were, remember that? I don't, yeah, maybe we were. All I know is that we celebrated our 22nd birthday together and not really by choice, but it was a pivotal moment in our relationship. So thank you for your 22. <laughs> I've always been very selfish with my birthdays and never wanted to share them. Um, and so my friends and I wanted to do a dinner, like a teppanyaki dinner. And someone else was like, we, we should do it together with Lokilani. And I just didn't want to do it, but I was like, fine, whatever. And then it ended up being awesome. So, yes. uh, yeah, we were 23 when we had Amos and we've pretty much had a kid a year, every two years yeah. since we got, got married. married. Yeah. So, um, Amos became, came nine or 10 months later after we got married and here we are five kids later. Yeah. And to continue the kid topic, someone asked, are some of your kids named from characters of the Bible or things from the Bible? And you heard Amos, Amos's name, which is our eldest. And yes, he's the mini prophet as someone, I don't even, who said that about him? I don't know. It was a cute little nickname, but yeah, yeah go ahead. Amos is a minor <laughs> yeah. prophet. So we call Amos the mini prophet. We don't actually call him that, no, no. but when it's just. When he was a baby, someone, someone said that and we loved we thought it was so funny but yes what are the other kids names our second is lion which it's like you can describe because that you chose his name but yes that was also part of his name was because jesus is described as a lion from the tribe of judah 
Yep. And my older brother, his name is Lionel or Lionel. So um, it's the first part of his name. He had a big influence in my life and I love him dearly and, you know, helped me just, you know, learn about skateboard culture and rap and uh, video games. And so a lot of the things that's influenced my life culturally in our culture, um, the nerdy things, the, the cool things were influenced by my older brother. And so, um, yeah, that's why that. And then the next one is August. So my grandpa's name was Augustus. Um, we just love the name August, but it means distinguished. And, um, we know that like my, my, my dad is a distinguished man. Lokilani's dad is distinguished. Um, so, uh, it's a kind of a mixture, like a nod to my dad, whose name is Angelus, but it was his dad, Augustus. Also, August's middle name is uh, Ke'eli'i, which means the king, the chief. Um, and so he shares that middle name with Lokilani's dad. Um, so, yeah, you want to do the next kids? Yeah. And then Lucy um, and Luke, which their names mean the same thing, <laughs> um, just both two names we really loved and they're not, well, yeah, Luke's is, we named him because we love that name. We love the name meaning and we love, um, the gospel gospel of Luke, um, the physician, (laughs) but, and then Lucy's isn't biblical, but they both mean light. And so, you know, Jesus being the light, um, the only thing that is good. And so, yes, biblical meaning for both of them, even Lucy, even though we don't find that name in the Bible. But yeah, they basically chose the same name for both of them. Yeah, same we'll reason. do... <laughs> yeah, same reason. We'll do all the middle names in the next Q&A we have. Yeah, yes. we did August already, so that's a sneak peek. But the Hi. middle names are all really good. And Loke is responsible for most of them. Um, so, okay, next question. We'll do a couple more. Can you give some biblical advice for unequally yoked relationships? I feel so stuck. It's not impossible. It's just really hard. Um, and it takes a lot of Holy Spirit power. Um, Lokelani's parents, um, her mom was going to church, a believer. They, uh, She was living with Loke's dad and he begrudgingly went to church with um, my mother-in-law, one Sunday and got saved. And it was him that came home and said, we're getting married, you know, immediately. And so, um, God had just done so much in his heart and he had, he has, Milton has such a strong sense of right and wrong in him. He just wanted to repent and follow Jesus closely. Um, and so they got married and had Loki and Lonnie. And so essentially before they got married, they were unequally yoked. If you want to say like, if you want to use that term, but, uh, in the Bible to be yoked is when like two oxen are wearing the same harness and plowing the same direction, plowing the same ground. So if you're in a relationship with someone who is not plowing in the kingdom of God, plowing the ground, getting the ground of people's hearts ready for the seed, the word of God, um, then you guys aren't on the same team. You're not equally yoked. And so it's a dangerous place to be. Um, the reason why I think Lokelani and Lokelani's parents worked out is because like they didn't set out like uh, Annette didn't set out to save Milton that way. It wasn't her plan like to, I'm going to save you by dating you. And so I think a lot of, 
Christian. Yeah, she wasn't a Christian yet herself. Right. Right. She kind of was, but she was just far from God, but she wasn't truly following her, following him at the moment. And so exactly what Lokilani said, like she couldn't do that because that wasn't really who she was. And yet if you are a Christian and you think I'm going to save my boyfriend, I'm going to save my girlfriend, then you are you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, it sounds like you just want to be in a relationship to experience the benefits of a relationship, even if those benefits aren't physical. Um, and then it just, well, you just want to stay with this person. That person is becoming more important to you than Jesus himself. And so we have to first and foremost, remember we're in a most important relationship with Jesus first. Mm-hmm. And if the other person isn't helping you love that mm-hmm. first relationship supremely, mm-hmm. then that's not a relationship you need to be in. Mm-hmm. That's not an equally yoked relationship. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is I, I would get out of it. I'd be friends. Mm-hmm. No one is saying you have to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. be friends and then figure it out. Um, I've heard stories of people, a close friend of my, close friend of mine, who's a great man of God. The girl he was dating said, uh, "You know, we're not going to date until you become a Christian." And so they just stayed friends. They would hang out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But she took him to church, and he got saved. He got delivered. And it wasn't like I'm saved because I just want to date you. He really got. He saw the fruit. Yeah, yeah he saw the fruit um, of her life and understood the gospel. God opened his eyes, and so. That can happen, but I would just say, just stay friends. Yeah. I mean, that's basically, I was going to say the friends thing too. And so you hit it all. That's great. Um, I mean, along the same topic, what should I do if my friend is dating a guy that is not who she thinks he is? Do you want to answer or you want me to? You can okay. start. Yeah. I would uh, just gently and graciously find a way to... Uh, share that she is in the wrong and she's going to get hurt. Or also as a friend, I'm, I can be the kind of friend that wants my friends to learn the hard way. (laughs) I don't know if that makes me a bad friend or not. I just have realized in my life that I've learned a lot of things the hard way, um, especially in relationships. And so sometimes the best thing, best way you can be a friend to them is to let them fall because pride does come before the fall. And so maybe they're too prideful to hear you out. Maybe you don't even feel, maybe they don't make you feel comfortable enough as a friend to be able to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel like you can have that kind of conversation with a friend, Mm -hmm. then you're not very good friends with that person. You see what I'm saying? A good friend makes, a good friend loves at all times Mm -hmm. is what Proverbs tells us. And so good relationships, you're not afraid to say things hard Mm -hmm. to each other. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not quite there, then I would say pray for them to learn without getting too hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then God will lead you on how to have that conversation or how not to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but bring him into that and just ask him for help. Um, but I, the biggest thing is like being there to help help them back up when they fall um, and to not judge them and to give them mercy and grace when it gets bad. Because it will be bad. That's why you're concerned. Mm-hmm. You want to say something else or next question? Yeah, no, I think... I think that's good. Yeah. Um, how many? One or two more. Let's do, yeah, two more. Okay. What is the best way to stay away from temptation at a secular job? Yeah, that's heavy. The best way to stay away from it is to quit the job. <laughs> but if you're, you don't have to do that. I think we're not all called to work inside the church. Mm-hmm. If that was true, then we would just be like a cult. And so we must be the salt and the light out in the world 
influence in the world. I think it's all about the before and after. Um, as far that is going to affect you at work. So before work, are you in the word? Are you praying on the way to work? Are you listening to Christian music, listening to podcasts? Mm -hmm. How are you filling up before work? And how are you filling up after work? You're going to feel tired because it's ministry. You're going to feel, uh, uh, down, depressed, because there is a little bit of spiritual warfare going on. Um, but it's sometimes it's a good down. It's like you have a lot, a lot of energy because you know you've been used by God, mm. um, but you still feel tired, but you don't want to go to sleep because you're amped up because you've been on the battlefield mm. at work. And so what you do with that energy is really important. There's times where I would take that energy and put it in the wrong direction. Mm. And so it would that would affect me in a shameful way the next time I showed my face at work. My work coworkers don't know what I'm going through. They don't know what I did after work, but I know that you taking that energy of just being on the whole time spiritually and putting it in the wrong place was harmful. And so I think um, what you do before and after just really matters. And that'll affect how you live for Christ in the middle. Mm -hmm. yeah. The battery is going to die. So probably just end here uh but thank you guys for joining us thanks for this new uh episode we never done like a q a like this before yes. so and we want and we want to do more so if your question wasn't answered either hold on to it and ask us again when we put that sticker up or we may even we're gonna save some of these because there's so many good ones and um yeah we want to share more so we don't know how often we will be posting Q&As, but we do want to do them more often. We will sprinkle them in amenpodcast.com. We love you. See you in the next one. Go out and be the church. Amen.